Reports have come out that Ryan Tannehill is slated to be the week one starter for the Tennessee Titans in 2023. I got a lot to say about that. I'm sure Jarrett does as well. We're going to get into all of that and more in this week's episode of Talking Titans. Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. The sickest Tennessee Titans podcast. Sick! It's gonna be sick. Sick, sick. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. Uh, I'm joined by Jarrett Vins on uh, a day off today. I'll be back soon. Jarrett, how are we doing tonight? Pretty good, man. Uh, yeah, Vinny's uh, floating somewhere in the Caribbean in Aruba right now while we're uh, talking about our Titans. Yeah, Got a lot of things guy. going on for. Yeah. Feel bad for him. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll uh, be back better than ever when he returns. But uh, so you know, I think we should jump right into today's news, and there's some other things we can touch on as well. After which, um, it appears Diana Rossini is reporting that, from what she's heard within the Titans organization, this is wholeheartedly 110 percent Ryan Tannehill's football team in 2023. He is the rejected Week One starter, and she said, uh, you know, basically in Fewer words, she doesn't see there being any possibility that he is not the day one guy, and it's his job to lose. So uh, what are your thoughts on that? I'm, I'm assuming you saw that coming, but I guess the better question would be um, what do you believe is the Titans thought process in, in making that known, at least, to the media and uh, so on and so forth? The thought process that to me that comes out is that, yeah, they drafted the successor and Will Levis, but I, I think they want to get this right now going forward, that they want to – they're not going to insert a quarterback, a rookie quarterback again in Will Levis because he didn't have a – he had a subpar year last year uh, in 2022. So I think they want to develop him with Ryan Tannehill. And God forbid if Ryan Tannehill goes down, they're going to insert him. But let him develop, sit and develop, you know, with um with Charles London as well. And uh, see what happens this year. I understand where everybody wants to go and, and cut him, like we talked about. Because any news breaks in the Titans world, we're all in a group chat. We all text about, you know, what is she talking about? We want Will Levis, yada, 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 all this other stuff. I understand the, the June 1st cut. It saves a lot of money, which we can go after wide receivers, you know, on this team. We could do a lot of things next year. But uh, if we want to do this right, like I told you before the podcast, I'm 60-40. If we want to do it right, I say Continue to sit Will Levis, start Ryan Tannehill. I don't I don't care that uh the nine and seven or the nine and eight would happen. Uh we're gonna contend either way for the AFC South this year. And who knows? We could go on a run. Ryan Tannehill has beat a lot of these quarterbacks too in the playoffs, besides Joe Burrow. So let's never say never. And they may be relying on the on, on the defense a lot this year, too. Again. So we'll yeah. see. So here's my thing, right? First, right off the bat, I I, I envy your uh, you know, thought process that we're going to contend for the AFC South. I personally, as it stands now, I don't understand how anyone can really say that we are going to contend for an AFC South. And the reason being is there's so many question marks. And if you look at a team that has a ton of question marks and a team that really doesn't have many, if any, um, you know, how are you going to make an argument that the team with all the question marks are going to contend? You could start right off the offensive line. Have we made, moves to try to improve that offensive line absolutely but nobody's going to tell me that you know we know for certainty that the guys who brought in free agency are going to come in and they're going to do a stellar job nobody's going to tell me that we know for certainty 
that Peter Skaronsky is going to come in there and be Terrell Lewan, you know, of 2016, 2017. There's just no way of knowing that. Now, if that does happen, and if you do have Ryan Tannehill behind center with legitimate protection, regardless of who's out there wide receiver-wise, yeah, we're probably going to have a, a, a you know manageable year through the air, even though we have legitimately one guy. We have some guys under the radar I think we've brought in the draft that we can talk about, which I think could have a big inf- impact on this team. But, um, you know, basically what I'm trying to say is it, it, it just it's hard to paint a picture for anyone, especially in this fan base, um, that this team's going to contend. And where I stand as far as the quarterback position has been pretty constant from day one. Uh, we're not day one, I should say, since the end of the year. And once we officially got a quarterback in the draft, um, it makes so much more sense to save that money, A, because you know we have to have some sort of plan at wide receiver still. I'm going to die on that hill that something's going to happen between now and week one that's going to improve this wide receiving core. Um, so between that and the fact that you know this team – desperately needs to find the quarterback of the future. It makes so much more sense to throw the kid in the fire, get him acclimated. You can tell from a lot of the interviews and, and some of the things a lot of people have said about the kid. He's not one to get rattled easily. And and even uh, my old man mentioned at one point how from when he remembers watching him play college, kid would throw a bad interception, get the ball back next possession and go 85 yards on the field for a touchdown. Those are the kind of things. Those are the kind of intangibles that you want your quarterback to have. And uh, I just, you know, settling for mediocrity. And I'm sorry, that's what Ryan Tannehill brings you with this wide receiving core at the moment. Um, I just, I can't settle for it. I just cannot settle for it. Well, Vrabel's, um, Vrabel's not going to sit and die on a hill. I mean, yeah, he knows what he has in Will Levis. That You need to develop him coming into the NFL. They're not going to do it anymore. They know what they have in Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is a really good quarterback when you surround him with a decent line. Just like, you know, the playoff run and everything like that. And he, he put up statistically one of the best numbers. Um, in two thousand in the two thousand twenty season, I think it was um, uh, passing percentage wise and, and uh, career yardage, he had forty touchdowns. I mean, let's not forget about all of that. Um, he did have AJ uh, AJ Brown, which you know, uh, Traylon Burks could turn into him. Who knows? But I still think, like you said, with the planet wide receiver, there's something's going to happen there. Whether there's going to be cuts because we we can't make a trade. I don't think personally because we don't have the draft capital next year. Um, unless you're going to 2025, which I highly doubt you're going to do that for like a Jerry Judy type. Um, so like I said a couple podcasts ago, like um, like a Kenny Galladay, a one-year deal, um, $2 million. I'm not for it, but you know what? He did something with the Lions. What happened in New York, I don't know. Um, Dable and Vrabel may be the same coach. Uh, he may not bring him in, but Jarvis Landry may come. I, I, you know, there, there's a lot of what-ifs still, but like we're not going into the season with this wide receiver core, and they're going to surround Ryan Tannehill with more talent, I do believe, to compete uh, in, the, in the AFC South. Yeah, listen, here's the bottom line. If, if there's a plan in place, okay, I still don't agree with it, but I understand if there's a plan in place to bring in a high-ish caliber wide receiver before the season starts, then I can understand why starting Ryan Tannehill week one is what their agenda is. But if they actually don't, and there is still a possibility that they genuinely have no plan and they're expecting Kyle Phillips to be Wes Welker and they're expecting Traylon Burks to be, you know, the next Calvin Johnson and Chiga Conklo is going to be the best complimentary tight end to the, the kid who we're going to talk about soon who I have high hopes for, and they think they're going to be guns blazing. 
I mean, it just it doesn't it doesn't nah, make any they need, sense. They need another they need another X wide receiver. They just they need they need another one. Yeah, and, and that's why I said if you bring a vet in, like, but like trading for Judy and all of the other stuff where people are hooting and hollering on Twitter, it's in my opinion it can't happen. Can you can you make sense of that too? We have zero draft capital next year because a first, a second, a fourth, and two sevenths. You're you're not you're not getting that. I mean, so the, tra- it, the trade is not happening. What so if you, they w- we're hoping for a camp cut. What if they want like Bayard in a second? I mean, I think that would equate that would equate to an even trade, and at least to an extent. If that and if that's what it took, I'm I'm fine with it. You know, I know this. I'll, I'm sure this will get clipped, and I'll get fucking roasted for it. But giving up a second rounder and a guy who, in my opinion, as much as I love him, is making a little bit more than more money than he deserves at this time. Already already made a comment how you know he's not taking a pay cut and da 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 da, da whatever. Um, I would take that trade in a heartbeat. Give, give him Kevin Byron a second-round pick, and we're taking Jerry Judy, who I think is, what, 24 years old. Uh, sky's the limit. Had really no help around much of his career in Denver as far as, like, you know, high-caliber quarterback play and a good offensive line to help get the ball out. You know, he didn't have anything really to hang his hat on. Not like he's going to get that here right off the bat, but um, if that's if that would be the the, the asking price, I'll take it. But yeah, you're right. No, we don't have a plethora of things to offer teams to get a guy. Absolutely not. So that's something you have to take into effect. But my goodness, man, the, the, the worst case scenario, which again, would not shock me in the least bit, is that we stick with Ryan Tanhill. We don't get anything extra as far as a pass catcher. Our offensive line improves, right? Yeah. It improves. He gets time to throw. We win nine games, 10 games. You know, maybe we get a wild card, which I think is virtually impossible, but maybe we win the AFC South and then we lose in the first round and we're back to square one. And it's like, you know, low draft pick. More holes are coming next year, which nobody wants to talk about. There's going to be a lot of guys that you're going to see this year. You might not see next year. And now you're going to have an even lower draft pick. You still need to get another you know, uh, franchise caliber guy at wide receiver, or at least someone you're going to have around for a while besides just the one guy you drafted last year. And they're not going to have anything, you, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be stuck at the, you know, you're stuck in the mud to get out of this, this, this swamp that you're in. And it makes perfect sense to throw the kid in because one of two things is going to happen, right? He's going to be the real fucking deal right off the bat. And hell, might be able to compete for the AFC South as a rookie, which obviously all of us would be jumping up and down doing backflips for. Or I should say there's three things that could happen. B, we see he has the capability, kind of like Jalen Hurts-ish type, kind of like Fields-ish, where you see the potential there, but he's just got nothing supportive to help him. And we win five games, and we get a great pick. Or... You know, the same thing happens where he's good enough, but everyone around him is absolutely terrible. And we get a really high draft pick. And then you got to decide, you know, was it more or less the surrounding talent, which didn't make him look great or whatever the case may be. And you can consider maybe taking another swing at a guy next year. Bottom line is, if your draft pick is towards the top and he seems to be the guy, but not enough talent around to get us over the hump, then you use that high draft pick to get your second wide receiver. And then you have Jalen Burks, you have Will Levis, you have another high-caliber draft pick. That's your offensive nucleus you can actually build around. You already have some pieces in place. Chig, you know, the new running back, hopefully his leg is okay, and he's our guy moving forward once the King, you know, gets off his throne. 
and then you have something you can build with. But we need to stop. I mean, you know, it, 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 we can't settle for okay anymore. It's we're, the window we had was great. We fucking blew it, large in part to Ryan Tannehill and some other staff members we won't mention. But the window needs to be opened up again quickly. We don't want to be the next team like the Browns and the Lions who go fucking two decades without a, a playoff uh, berth. We can't. You know, I can't handle that. I'm sure you can't. There's plenty of fans on Twitter that can't. So we need to do the right. We need to set the right plan in place. And Ryan Tannehill, in my opinion, is is the worst case scenario because he's moving you. He's in the. He puts you in the middle of contending and what you need to do to continue to get better as far as draft picks. And that's you don't want to be too far away from either of those. So, so I, I, I'm glad you brought up plan because I, I know there's been a lot of plans with, with Ran and Diana Rossini saying that Ryan Tannehill, this is his team. But they also said that, you know, A.J. Brown is going to be on this team for the foreseeable future, and that didn't last very long. So I saw the other day a article from TitanSize.com about Atlanta Falcons were – really trying to trade for Ryan Tannehill during the draft, possibly for a second or a third, taking on his contract, reworking his contract to reduce that cap hit. And, you know, Titans were going to, you know, accumulate a second or a third. I'm down for that if they're going to do that. Okay. Cause you're draining, you're, you're draining that cap off, off of our books. You're gaining another uh, draft pick next year in 2023 that we don't have, or we're possibly picking up a second next year. So that'll be one, one first, two seconds, a fourth and two sevens. So I'm okay with that. So if that happens post June 1st, you know, that would be your prayer in the world uh, for that. If you, give me a, give me, give me a seventh rounder. I don't care. I just don't want him on a team anymore. I'm tired of it, but I don't need to sound like a broken record anymore. You know, my deal. I know what your deal is. Uh, and you know, bottom line is whoever it is, I'm not going to root for them to lose in any way, shape uh, or form. Same, I mean, same thing with me. I, mean, I had my, my, I had my, you know, stint with Will Levis, you know, he's on the team. What am I not going to root for the, root for yeah. the guy no more? I mean, I didn't love the pick, but, I still got, I have no choice. And there's one other thing. And there's one other thing I want to bring up, which is just, it's eating me alive. There are so many people on social media, specifically Twitter, who take giant shits on Will Levis. And then you ask them what you genuinely don't like about him. And they have no answer. It's kind of like people who try to talk politics and they just want to say what they hear on TV. And then you ask them to, you know, bring any sort of evidence to the table that anything they said is true and they'd have nothing for you. They just repeat the same thing over and over again. I had one guy the other day who literally, and he meant this, he meant this dead straight serious that, you know, I can't, I, I can't have somebody that puts mayonnaise in their coffee on my football team. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, you Are know, you, you have, you have, you have those guys, but you, you got to remember. There's a lot of them. Yeah. You have Tennessee is in the South. I mean, we're not from the South, so we, we have a different take on it, but Tennessee and Kentucky, they really don't see my to eye. So, I mean, Listen, if, if, huge, huge if rival. So, if you're upset that a guy from your rival favorite college football team is now part of your favorite NFL team, then you're just not a real fan. That's it. And at least just own it and just you could talk your shit. But there's no way on God's green earth that you can call yourself a real fan and be upset that your team drafted a quarterback and your only knowledge as to why you don't believe he's going to succeed. It's because the way he eats a fucking banana and what he puts in his fucking coffee. It's absolutely asinine, and I and I fight myself to not even respond to these clowns, but sometimes I just can't help myself because what they'll do is they have no life. They'll go on any fucking thing I even utter the words Will Levis on and comment the same thing. 
the same thing. Bust, mayo, banana, boom, boom, Fuck. boom, over Bust, and over. Mayo, banana. You know, those are just the three buzzwords that I see. Oh, but, yeah, uh, of course. You know, watch the film, guys. That, that's all I want you to do, honestly. He, yeah, he didn't have a great 2022. But, I mean, Jesus Christ, the guy had fucking an injury on every quarter of his body, every third of his body, his head, his, his middle, his, his bottom. He had injuries everywhere. You watch him in 2021, you saw what you were going to get. You saw a guy with an excellent release. You saw a guy that plays through everything. You saw a guy that can run like all the other big dogs in the NFL that can run and, and play quarterback. He had, really, he had really good wide receivers that year. He had a really good offensive line and lost everything last year. So he had, I I'll mean, give you uh, that. He had, he had guys that, that were on an NFL roster. Okay. What, what, he, okay. He he didn't have Jackson Smith and Jigba. No. Okay. He had Wandale Robinson who played for the Giants for eight minutes. Okay. I mean, really, he had a pretty miserable offensive line from what I've heard most of his career at Kentucky, even in 2022. I could be wrong, but I believe that they were nothing to write home about. Um, but you, what you what you need to be a successful quarterback in the NFL is all there: the size, the arm strength, the release. I can't stress this enough. Okay, when you have a 350-pound man running at you at 100 miles an hour and you got a guy running down the field wide open, the guys you can get the ball out in 0.3 seconds are the ones who are going to succeed in the NFL. You can throw the ball 100 miles long. If you got, if it takes a five seconds for you to cock back and throw it, ain't going to do you no good. This guy flicks his wrist and it goes 60 in a blink of an eye. That's something that doesn't mean you're going to succeed in the NFL, but it's a great step in the right direction if you're going to succeed in the NFL, and you can do that. So, listen, I don't need any more assurance, or uh, I'm all in on this kid. And if you're not, and I'm not saying you specifically, anyone listening, oh, you, you can either way. Well, it's all good. We're, we're gonna we're gonna argue to the. I understand. To the if this kid gets one the Super Bowl. My, my point is is that, and you can attest to this. I go all in on everyone they bring in, everyone they fucking bring in. You go down the line. Vince Young, Jake Locker, uh, you know, Mariota, even Tannehill when he started playing well. I, I, I could find receipts for days, just absolutely brown nose in Tannehill for, for multiple years. Uh, Malik Willis, Will Levis. I mean, guys, I made a tweet earlier. We haven't had a 4,000-yard passer in over 30 years. Yeah, Warren Moon. That's ridiculous. I don't want to hear about the play style. Yeah, okay, we've been more of a running team, but we're not talking 5,000, which – Players do all quarterbacks yeah. do all the time. We're talking 4,000 fucking yards. That's abysmal. Okay. That's mm -hmm. fucking abysmal. And it's time, you know, anyone we bring in, I'm going to back. And uh, this is the guy now. We have to rally around him. So, you know, sure, sure, is. should hope so. Absolutely. So, getting getting into a little bit different things. Um, uh, I saw Titan Rossi. Shout out to him. Mm -hmm. um, he, he came out with a Titan Up Network that there was a rumor that um, they got that the Titans are expected to extend Derrick Henry's contract in 2023. So he got a, he always gets heat. So let's see if he's true. How do you feel about the Titans uh extending Derrick Henry? Yeah, uh, absolutely. His contract. Are you are Excellent. you all in on that? I'm fine with it. I was just it's just, you know, cuz I know I know a lot I know we had a lot of uh, talk about uh ship him off for, for trade picks, get get him out of there. He's older, he's 30 30 year old running back. But you know what? We're never going to see another running back like this for We're not. 20 years. But I got to see the contract. He stays, extend them. I mean, I got to see the contract. If he's going to make $12 million a year again for the next three years, I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know, you know. I mean, that's a lot of money for a guy. We already, we already went through the whole contracts you know? where the um, 
the, the last couple uh, Super Bowl winning teams, their their running backs made like one point two million dollars. Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's more than a statistic. It's more than a coincidence. It is. But, but listen, ran ran and everybody says you gotta be able to run the football in January, and February. You have you to. Do. And if you have the best running back in, in the century or decade, if you want to even say, obviously decade, not century. Um, yeah. You gotta you gotta somehow keep him. You can't just ship you can't just ship the goat out uh, for no reason no. like we did with Eddie George. If he still has treads on those tires, which it looks like he does, uh, the king has to stay, and he doesn't have to be the focal point of the offense now. He can't so we, be. Have, we have Tajay Spears now, who's a great compliment, who can catch the ball and is really explosive out of the backfield. You just have to have that AJ Brown now again, since we screwed that up. So you pair up. I love the tight ends, the two tight end sets. Like I said, I've been saying 12 personnel for the past uh, two years now. Uh, hopefully we have our, our Rob Gronkowski. Doesn't have to play like him, but he has to, you know, put up those numbers, but he has to play like him. Looks he, like big, him. Yeah, big big over the top, over the middle, and Shea could be the speed tight end. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, listen, that that was my uh, – that was one of my focal points of today. I think Josh – am I saying – is it Wiley? Josh, Josh Wiley. Yeah, Josh Wiley, I think he's a dark horse for this team, man. I mean, you, I hope so. you look at him and you just say to yourself, all he's got to be able to do is catch a ball that's thrown him. And how does this guy not succeed in the league? I mean, he's what, 6'5"? Six, 6'7". Six, 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 I mean, six, seven. Look, I mean, really. 6'7", so, 250, and he runs a 4'6", dude. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, that's X-Men right there. That's an X-Men mutant right there. So, you know. God willing, he pans out. He could be the steal of the draft. We'll have to see. I don't foresee any oper- any instance where he doesn't make the team. Uh, no. So I think we'll definitely be seeing him out there on Sundays. Uh, but as far as the Derrick Henry contract, listen, I'm all for it. I love the guy. Jesus Christ. I, I, I don't want I, – I, the one thing I've been trying to make a focal point anytime this guy's name is brought up is I, I love him to death. He's one of my all-time favorite Titans. But at the end of the day, there's only one thing I want, and that's a title – and I'm willing to do anything to get that. So I'd have to look at the contract. If he if they're going to pay him $12 million a year until 2026, I, I can't say I'm going to be in love with that. I, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the counter to that is if they can use him properly, he can be a staple of a championship team. Okay, you said it yourself. In January, you got to be able to run the football. But that can't be all you're able to do. And we saw that doesn't work because it didn't get us to the Super Bowl in 19. And we tried to do it again, the remainder of our playoff games. And essentially, he's been a no-show for about three straight playoff games now. So one coming off injury, I won't not bring that up. Uh, but, you know, the facts are the facts. He has, he has not made an impact in a playoff game since that Baltimore game. Uh, and, uh, you know, that that needs to change if we're going to continue to have him on the football team. Greatest regular season running back this franchise really has ever seen, in my opinion. You can obviously make the argument for Earl Campbell. He's a Hall of Famer, and obviously I love Earl Campbell. He's right up behind my uh, left shoulder here, uh, but he's the, he's the man, and he's he's the running back of our generation, um, and I'd love to have him back, but the, you know, as long as the numbers work, I'm hoping maybe he takes a little, maybe like 9.5. I'd be, I'd be, be happy fun. with that. That would be great. But we'll see. We'll see if Rossi's right. I'm sure he is. I'm sure those numbers will come out sooner than later. And, hey, if we're not going to do nothing with the money we're getting from Tannehill, if we're going to kick him on June 1st, sure, I'm fine of using, you know, four or five of that 20-something million to keep Henry around for a long oh, period yeah. of time. I don't want him to play for any other team. You know, I really no. don't. But it's got to be the right fit for us. That would so. hurt. Yeah, that would be that would be that would be McNair Baltimore level oh, type gosh. shit right there. I think that would honestly, I think that would sting more than AJ Brown. Uh, I mean, oh yeah, 
And it, it would be close. It'd be very close. But I think seeing Derrick Henry in another uniform would definitely uh, – because there's just so many more memories with him, oh, obviously. Yeah. So um, let's kick into – we got a graphic of our opponents. Schedule releases tomorrow. It's tomorrow. I'm hyped. We already know one location for yep. one of the games. A little annoyed, honestly. I mean, of all of our opponents, I would want would have wanted the Baltimore game of any of them to be at somebody's actual location because of the rivalry there. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I, spe- I mean, I would have loved for them to. It, it would have been in Tennessee if it wasn't in London, which sucks because uh, they deserve an ass smack in uh, in Nissan Stadium. But, yep. um, I mean, what are you thinking about this, man? This this schedule. I'll be honest. I mean, I've said this already. Is is nothing that scares me, really. Well, I'm glad you said that. Hold on one second, because I do have another graphic on my phone. We have the fifth lowest uh, strength of schedule. Our strength of schedule this year is uh, 488. I mean, 448 easiest schedule. Yeah. So the fifth fifth easiest schedule in the league. Now, mind you, obviously, you you'd be. Silly to assume that Cleveland's not going to be better than they were last year. You're going to be silly to assume that the Colts aren't going to be better than they were last year, no matter who the quarterback is. Um, I think the jury is still out on Houston, even if Stroud is the guy, which I think mm. he is. I think either I way, I think we split those games, believe it or not. Yeah. Wouldn't shock me. No. Absolutely wouldn't. Uh, but you look at this, you know, you look at these teams, Tampa's going to suck. Yep. New Orleans probably isn't going to be anything to really scare anyone. No. You know, Pittsburgh's still got a ways to go. And they're, they're the same as us. That's going to be a jury's still out on Pickett. I mean, I thought he had a yep. pretty pretty good outing when they threw him in there. Um, Carolina is a coin flip. I mean, you know, I think they're going to put some de- – they already they did put some decent pe- pieces there with uh, Young to start, but they're still uh, a little ways away. I don't know about that. I think Carolina's going to be the real deal. I think they may. I think they may win that division too. I mean, that would be. Uh, I mean, that. When's the last time a rookie's won a division? His first uh, year I quarterback. Think they, they, they surrounded him with a lot of talent. They did. They did absolutely. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, but I'd love to know no. that statistic because I couldn't tell you the last time a rookie quarterback won his, uh, his team's division. But uh, you know, Atlanta's got a million things they got to figure out too, and Seattle's a coin flip. Everyone just assumes Geno Smith's going to continue to you know bring them to a playoff caliber. You know talent level um yeah I mean, of course you got the big dogs you get those three of those top four teams at home you see there that's a gauntlet right there you know yeah. at least they're home I, yeah. I love the fact that our harder teams are at home that's yeah. obviously a plus what do you think though jared about what you're looking at here uh, i'm just uh, literally i'm looking at like you said tampa bay is is definitely going to be um i think one of the easier uh games you get the dolphins that's going to be tough houston i think we're going to split it um, we're, you know, we're going to get into the schedule relief, uh, you know, when Vinny gets back to actually go game by game and to get a, a record on it. But, uh, if I'm looking at this, um, if we're opening up who I would take a guess, I would say Atlanta, I, I think we're going to open up at home against Atlanta. Um, with Arthur Mariota Smith, was playing still. yeah, was little playing. Arthur, Arthur Smith, Mike Vrabel, uh, Arthur Smith comes back to Tennessee for the season opener. Um, quite possibly, I don't even know if we might not have a primetime game. We shouldn't. Who are you, who are you gonna put? Who are you gonna put on there? If you, if you look at everything, you're gonna play Jacksonville again on Thursday, Thursday night. night. That's it. Are you gonna Are you gonna play? You know, maybe maybe Pittsburgh on Monday night or a Sunday night. Other than that, you know, Baltimore. We're in London, so. And I'll tell you what would give us Bengals on, on national TV right now. I tell you what I think would give us a better chance of getting a primetime game, and that's having a rookie quarterback 
I'll be ah. honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. There, there's there's a storyline there. There's no storyline with Ryan Tannehill. He's he's very likely going to be gone next year. But he's there's done nobody. It, he, I I understand like he didn't win a playoff game, but he, he he's done it. He's won. He's beat these teams. But he's a very solid quarterback. But I'm telling you, the, the, I could throw this water bottle across the room. Todd Downing, fuck this bad. whole thing up, dude. He's bad. But this guy he screwed the whole thing up. This guy's not thrown a hundred yards in a win. That's not a coincidence. It's just not. It's it, literally defense and Derrick Henry is the only reason this guy has any kind of playoff resume. Otherwise, he would have zero wins. Nobody's telling me without Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill would have a single playoff win as a tight. Okay? And well, if no. you are a well, above average quarterback, you shouldn't need your running back to win a game. And well, no I mean, one's telling me he's going to win a game without Derrick Henry. He's 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 that dude, Henry, like we said, he's, he's, he's generational. Mm-hmm. But when we were in uh, New England, when we won that game against Brady, they ran that ball 35, 38 times a game. That was their game plan to go in there, control the clock, keep keep the ball away from Tom Brady. I'm not so they, saying it they wasn't. Knew, they knew it was bully ball. I so know. So they, they, they ran with that, and he threw what, 15 times? Because they but, said, uh, fuck it, we're going to throw when we need to throw, and we're just going to run it right down his throat. But, but here's the simple question, though Does he win a game without Derek? Forget about the, what they did. Even if that was if that wasn't the game plan, and we gave the ball to Ryan Tannehill, like Buffalo gives the ball to Josh Allen, like Cincinnati gives the ball to Joe Burrow, I can go down the list. If you're giving the ball to your quarterback, like the other teams give their ball to their quarterbacks in the playoffs, does he have a playoff win? My answer is undoubtedly no. So if that is the case, and we are now approaching year five with this guy. I don't need to see anymore. I just don't. I'm not. He is hands down the second best quarterback to ever wear a Titans uniform. I'm not putting him above Steve McNair. I don't no. care about the stats. Steve McNair w- was a perennial playoff quarterback and got this team to the Super Bowl and was a yard short. Okay. So I'm not putting Ryan Tannehill above him. Anyone who does, I'm sorry. You're just wrong. You're just wrong. There's nothing that Ryan Tannehill's done in the playoffs. I don't care if Steve McNair's been in a similar situation because he has and never has thrown from very many yards in their playoff wins, but he still won the game, and that's the bottom line. And, and you know, I can go down the list of, of huge playoff runs and throws that he's made. So he is – Ryan Tannehill's the second-best Titans quarterback to ever live. I'm talking Titans and, uniform. And literally, look what you just said. Titans uniform. And how many quarterbacks have we had since Steve McNair? That's Bad. atrocious. Hopefully, Bad. this hopefully this trend stops but, now with Will Levis, and hopefully he is our guy, like we were all praying for. Uh, that like statement it, was an indictment to the Titans. That statement was an indictment to the Titans. Not to any. I mean, that wasn't. You know, bottom line is I'm ready. I'm ready for the future, and I don't want to wait any longer. Okay, because I, I no one's going to tell me that Will Levis is going to be more ready for an NFL season sitting on the bench one year. Just that's just yes, it's possible. Yes, Mahomes probably got a little better waiting behind Alex Smith. Maybe the nerves lowered up, but we all the talent was there. Alex Smith didn't didn't teach Patrick Mahomes how to be the greatest quarterback possibly to ever touch a football. Okay, I mean it was there. It was always there. You know, he just it was a situation where he waited. So. We'll see what happens. I don't want to go another tangent about this. Time will tell. We got a couple weeks till we find out. 
Um, but uh, before we wrap up, we got some some numbers that dropped out. I want your opinion on some of them. Right off the bat, the biggest eye-openers for me were Will Levis officially selecting uh, the number eight, and then Skaronsky taking uh, our boy Lawan 77. What are your initial thoughts on those two guys taking those numbers? I'm in the fucking twilight zone. Mm, yeah, right? That's, that's what it is. Is this really going to be a mariota Lawan situation? I sure as hell hope not. I hope they're going to be better than both of them. Um, but obviously, there's a lot of eights that have not worked out well for this franchise. Um, but Taylor Wan, I did see he passed the torch to Skaronsky on Twitter. Um, he said he's going to represent them well, hopefully. So, I mean, it is what yeah. it is. The, the yeah. eight, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not all about. So maybe he could have picked another number. I love it, honestly. I, I really do. It's just, I think it's a very visually appealing number. Um, obviously, number eight has a special place in my heart for other reasons, but uh, it would be really cool if this guy could actually be the real deal and be the quote-unquote grade eight for us. Um, sure, so I hope so, right? Yeah, but some other uh, notable number selections. Uh, Josh Wiley taking Johnu Smith's old 81. Love that. Love that number. Uh, Colton Dowell taking 14. Tajay Spears taking 32. Didn't really love that. Uh, Darrington Evans. Oh, get that number yeah. off of him, dude. Um, that wasn't a good number. And I, who were – didn't Deion Lewis wear 32 to also? No, Deion Lewis. Now you got me bugging. I don't think maybe he, he was, did. Maybe he was 31. No, that was Bayard. No. 33. 33. Well, anyway, thank you, Sam. Close. Either way, 32 and 33 have been atrocious running back numbers for us. Um, and then you got Jalen Duncan, 79. I don't know if he's even going to be on the team. So no, we'll see. dude, dude. He, uh, you weren't on that podcast with me, and Vinny broke that down. That dude is a dude. Um, he's a mover. I, I had a whole whole script on him. I looked everything up. Daniel Jeremiah said he was one of the gems of the draft, and he could possibly be one of the best offensive linemen that comes out of this draft. I'll say the sign. I'll do the sign across for that. Well, I hopefully, sure hope you're right. And then, as I mentioned earlier, Josh Wiley taking 81. So, um, uh, and Skaronsky taking 77. I love it. I hope that Same solidifies. One. I yeah. hope that solidifies him as a left tackle because that's where he should be. Um, and then you know you can plug you know make some plug and place the other guys. I'm sure they're 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 all kind of utility offensive linemen that are on this team anyway. So, um, we'll see how that works out. But a lot to be excited about. Um, and hopefully we have some more news next week with some scheduling. We can go over some legitimate now predictions as far as the record's concerned. Uh, again, it's tough when you still think there's going to be a wide receiver in the mix and could be a quarterback change, but we'll do our best to assume what's going to happen and then give our best uh, opinions from there. But uh, anything you want to add tonight, uh, Jay, before we wrap up? Just can't wait to see who we're playing, opening up against. If we got any primetime games, we can sit on the couch and drink some beers, watching that on a Sunday night or a Monday night. Um, that comes out tomorrow. Like I said, we're, we're going to have a, a special release for the um, schedule release this weekend. Check us out. And, look, we got sick gear out, man. Yep. Uh, hopefully mine is at my mother's house, which go, I'll be visiting go, go shortly. Check it out. Nice, nice little light. Hooded sweatshirt over here. Uh, I might have to ask AC if we can do a special uh, sick junk headband since that's kind of like my shtick yeah. now. But uh, everyone, everyone, if there, if you're loving it, go on the thesickpodcast.com and uh, go to shop. Absolutely. Uh, well, thank everyone for uh, joining in tonight. We uh, hope you're continuing 
continuously uh, along for the ride with us. Make sure you like, subscribe on YouTube and all the um, podcast platforms. We keep you guys up to date with what we're, what we're doing each week on Twitter, so you can check us out there as well. Um, and obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll be up next week for some more info. We'll have a schedule to talk about. So hope everyone has a great night, great day, great week. Uh, and as always, tighten up. Sammy, send me out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, Talking Titans, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.